bullies. I don't care where they're from. Welcome everyone to Source to Screen, the podcast where we talk about the live action adaption. Man, I nailed it. I nailed it. Finally. I am your horse, Blueberry Probert. I'm saying horse. Your horse I'm a named horse. Blueberry Probert. I, man, I was doing so well. That's a good horse name. <sighs> yep. <laughs> and my co-host. Gamma Complainer. So, we are working on Suicide Squad, but until then, we decided to come out with a holiday special bonus episode, if you will. Even holiday not, special. Well, we're listening to festive music right now, so Veterans I thought it was appropriate. Veterans Day special. Veterans Day, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we're doing. Shout out this. to all the vets. My Our, bro. My bro. We have brothers, both in brothers yeah. in arms. My bro-in-law. Bro, bro. My in- sis, who's the wife of a bro veteran. I don't have that. Not yet. My dad would have been a veteran if he didn't wuss out of the Vietnam hey. War. What? He doesn't listen to this. It's fine. No, he, he straight up just like bailed. <laughs> I think the war ended, he said, right well, before. he said he went to college, so he didn't have to go. Is that how that worked? Yeah. Back then it did. Huh. Not for, you know, people that weren't white, but... Gotcha. All right. Good. The more you know. History. Not a history podcast. But... It is a history podcast. Actually, it is exactly that, but of comic books. So, we want to talk today about how we didn't like a bunch of stuff and like a lot of choices that directors are making. Um, Most specifically Ragnarok. We're just, the more we think about it, the less we enjoy the film, (laughs) but um, there's some weird things we're seeing directors do. You just read an article today. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Oh yeah. Apparently the directors in the movie four times. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Something to to Tiki. uh, Waika Tatiki. Taki Waka. The New Zealander guy. The New Zealand guy. Wakio Mother. <laughs> I'll look it up in a minute. But he's in the movie. Too many I's and K's. Too many I's and K's. And he's in the movie like four different times as four different characters. And yeah. you don't like when people put themselves in a movie once. This guy did it four times. A director can put themselves in a movie if they're not the main part of the movie. I got no problem. Like, I showed you the Martin Scorsese scene in Taxi Driver. That's not a really a big part of character development for Robert De Niro. It's like maybe a three-minute scene in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Whatever. He put himself as, like, a main character in the Marvel Universe, and he fucked up that character. He's just like, oh, wait, what? A lot Dave. of people like the direction, and that's fine. Like, it happened to work, but it's just kind of weird just putting that twist on the character. I mean, I guess we never really hear Korg's voice. It's all for voice. humor. Yeah, it just seemed like an interesting decision. But I don't have a problem with that. But he's also one of the heads on another alien. Uh, I think he is... Oh, here's what actually did upset me. is Apparently, he did a lot of the, the, um, the motion capture for, like, Hulk and stuff. And his reasoning was that he just thinks that, you know, motion capture people aren't actors, so they can't get the, the, the signals right. They can't give the right emotions back to the other actor. That's their whole fucking job, is capturing the motions. And I just think that I'm like... Just let people do their job a little bit. Like, if you want to put yourself in as a little Easter egg, that's fine. But I'm like, no, <laughs> don't be in the up. whole movie. That's that's really that's really rude to say. Yeah, I I really didn't. I was I'm okay with the dude. I like his other work, but that was just kind of. He's really he's, trying to like put himself all over this movie. Yeah, I don't like it. Like James Gunn was dancing Groot. 
I was fine with that. Exactly. I'm totally fine with It's just a cute like fact. Yeah. But, and he wasn't like, no one else could do it. What he did is he asked everyone to go home early. He set all the uh, motion capture up and then just started dancing. And then when they, when they edited it, the editors were like, is this you, James? <laughs> or well, they could see it was him. But his family members were like, that's how, that's how James dances. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm the tree. And that's okay. Like I said, that's like the intro of the movie. He's, he doesn't play Groot. Like I'm talking about the first movie. one. He's not even in like, he's not baby Groot in the, in the sequel. He's only in the last scene of the last movie oh, okay. where Drax Again. turns. That's even smaller than you thought. Yeah. Just a little small cameo. Not, I'm going to make myself a character in the movie. And not only that, I'm going to be the mocap because mocap actors can't act. Yeah. That just seems like a lack of respect for a really impressive uh, line of work. Mm-hmm. Motion capture is definitely not easy. If you ever watch it, it looks like hell. <laughs> or when you think of like video games of all those mocap actors, like what oh, are you going to tell them? You guys can't act? No, that's the whole reason they use motion capture is <laughs> to capture everything yeah. digitally. So that really upset me. And then, um, yeah, so I was just reading some more stuff, listening to this other podcast. Um, and long story short, I guess... He just kept changing the length of the movie because originally the movie was supposed to be like 140 minutes. Then it was like two hours and 40 minutes. They brought it down again to like 100 minutes. And then after Comic-Con, they brought it back up. And there's a lot of stuff that just seems missing or changed. Um, There was this uh, concept of uh, Odin being kind of homeless on Earth. And they called him Hobodin on the internet, which was kind of fun. Because he looked like a hobo. Hobo. And I liked that. And none of that was in the movie. And I'm just like, what did they add and change? And I guess they decided to add more jokes. That scares me about a movie when you don't know what direction you want with the story. That's not creative. And I think that's why Anthony Hopkins' lines are so bad. Just because they reshot it. Like, he, probably super quick because they changed everything. Yeah, because he really, in the, we watched Thor 1 and 2, and he really gives it his all. Mm-hmm. Like, when he yells at Loki and just makes a sound, like, like, there's a lot of passion that he has. Not maybe for the character, but I think as an actor, he just has yeah, a lot of self-respect. He really tried a lot more. And in this movie, he's just like, Hella, the goddess of death, your sister. Bye. No big deal. Floats away into dust. Yeah, I guess there's a, I think there was a lot of screen reactions, like early press that they changed. I'm, I, once again, that I'm not sure about, but it just seems like a little interesting that this director had so much creative control when Joss Whedon was like, you can't do the farm or Thor's cave scene. I'm like, it let is- Joss Whedon do his thing because he's like a very respectable director. Maybe Marvel's trying to change because I know they've been restrictive in the past. But why with this director? Yeah, why does this guy get like the full piggyback ride? Yeah, and he said he's never done a movie on this budget. He's never done a comic book slash superhero movie. So why all of a sudden they're like, you got free reign, just do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, I don't know. I think they understand that he's a comic director and they know that's how they sell movies. Like how many guys bring their girlfriends to these movies just because it's funny? Well, I mean... Some of the actors are attractive, so yeah, it also that's helps. why girls go as well. Yeah, I don't know. I just I find that kind of stuff upsetting. And then you were telling me some stuff about Zack Snyder now on Justice League. Oh uh, well, that's like I don't know how true it is, but apparently there's a rumor going around that um he changed the outfits for the Amazons from the first movie. Mm. And they're, I saw a picture, if, if it's true, they're like way more scantily clad. They don't have armor covering up their, um, their mid region, their, you know, their stomach, um, uh, way shorter skirts, uh, all leather. So they even no changed the stuff. See, I didn't get that. Cause I'm like, Oh, 
they just had these outfits last movie. Like, I guess it has been some time if it is present day Amazon, but I'm like, you why would they get less armor yeah. in the present day? I think they realize they need more armor because of the bullets, you know? You, you think we'd think. make better armor. Well, maybe because some people were saying it's a flashback, which that would make sense. But even then, you don't have to make them like scantily clad in a flashback. You just made them different yeah. or kept them the same. I don't think anyone really cared, would have cared, really, if you yeah. use the same outfits. Saves you money. No. Warner Brothers, really bad about saving money. Yeah, they'll spend a shit ton of money on a movie. Or costumes, even um that was weird and we do understand that Zack snyder isn't the big or he's now dropped off the film and now uh joss whedon is kind of finishing up filming because of uh well it's all finished well yeah yeah it's coming out next week so we'll also have that episode probably promptly ready i think Zack snyder did like 70 percent of the yeah movie, 60 70 percent and joss whedon did the rest i heard there were a lot of reshoots though like with joss whedon i'm not, i don't know how true that is because i don't well, know it's anything Zack snyder dropped out like no, I know. Way through scene, so they had to reshoot some stuff. Oh, okay, cool. To pick up on everything. I hope that changes the tone a little bit. Maybe uh, I. <laughs> yeah, I don't this know. This movie's gonna be a disaster. I actually like Joss Whedon as a writer more than I do a director. Like some of his directing and even like his art design is very TV campy. That's because that's where he's from. No, I get that, but I'm just saying. Like everyone's like, he's an amazing director. I'm like, no, he's just a pretty good writer in my book. Like I he's like not the an lo- amazing director. I think he's a. I think he's a good writer. I liked the way he wrote Ultron. I liked the creative decisions. I liked how he introduced Vision in ten seconds, and everyone knew what the fuck he was about. That is amazing. Yeah. Like I probably could not do that. I think he has the talent to get everything into one movie. Like, yeah. I don't think a lot of other directors do have that, that well in the Marvel. Even in three hours, they can't do it. Like yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what else? Oh, we were, um, so I was talking with, uh, some of the fans, one fan, and, um, they were asking what we meant by Shakespearean writing in the original Thors. You and I watched Thor one and two cause we were in quite the Thor mood. And I think as we watched him, we started enjoying the third one less. Uh, yeah, cause it doesn't have the same tone. Yeah, exactly. And you were saying that's very Shakespearean. What did you mean by that? Shakespearean is in like the the drama of what's going on. Shakespeare is very much like fathers having sex with daughter, stepbrothers, whatnot. The interwoven. There's very family, family dramas that happen within Shakespeare. Yeah, it's all interwoven in the plot, really, like, complex. Yeah, and especially within their, their little family dynamic. So, like, would an example be Loki tricking his real father into trying to kill Odin, then saving his father, and by killing his... Or saving Odin... By killing his real father, Laufey. Yeah, exactly. Like in the first movie. Like that's a really complex way to make your fake dad love you. Yeah, and it's not even just that. It's also how he feels about it. The reasoning why he's... Shakespeare's very much about revenge and purpose of revenge. And um, also power. Yeah. Another big um, Shakespearean theme, which is all of basically... Thor 1. Thor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Thor 2 kept that. And I think, I think why people don't love the Thor franchise, because the last time we saw Thor was in 2013. So it's been like a minute besides this one. And when we did see Thor, he was at the burning, uh, the beginning of phase two. It was basically your traditional comic book movie ending alien space holes shooting in the sky, spaceships coming down to earth. Like 
That's basically what Justice League is. It's what Suicide Squad was. It's what the Avengers one was. We've seen it before. Yeah, there was no gravity to it like the first one, really. It's, it's funny you say that because there was literally problems with the gravity. I knew you were going to say that. I know. I'm sorry. But there was legitimate gravity problems. <laughs> sorry I didn't respect the gravity of the situation. <laughs> Man, you have such dad jokes. <laughs> I'd give that joke a negative nine point eight meters per second squared. That's that's the um, dude. Get out. That's the measurement of gravity. This podcast is done. Get out of here. Um. So we have directors like Kenneth. Uh, what is his name? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. And he was known as a Shakespearean director, and I think he actually nailed Thor one. We'll get into this in our um podcast but he, uh, he actually recently came out with a statement that i read that was basically saying that he was under a lot of pressure to make a superhero that was as tangible as thor while trying to retain the mythology like how are you going to have thor and iron man face off like you have to have them real semi-realistically in the same universe so he had to explain how the asgardians are gods not gods but still retain their mythology have the magic but go like it's all science that we don't understand or something like that. I think he did a great job. Honestly, I watched the first one. I think it's funnier than the new Ragnarok. I think the, uh, the, the, the writing is better. The intensities are, and even the deleted scene, there's some deleted scenes that really show the depth of Loki and Thor as, you know, they're competing to be king of Asgard. And they're like, you know what? I love you, brother. I know that you and I are competing. Only one of us can be king. But it was like this really a good moment of levity. And you want to know the best part? They didn't end with a fucking joke. They were just like, all right, end scene. And that's why it's a good scene. Very, <laughs> I don't know why they deleted it. Julius Caesar-esque. Yeah. And it's funny you, that you said Kenneth Branagh has like directed a bunch of Shakespeare adaptions. Oh, absolutely. Like, films, yeah, yeah. And directed like stage adaptions. I don't know why they didn't bring him for the second one. Who did the second one? So, some nobody. So, which, by the way, thank you, nobody, for at least kind of copying what he did in the first one a little bit for the but first 40 really. minutes. And then whatever he did towards the end was not appreciated. I love the other joke when he walks into the pets and he's like, I need a horse. I need a horse. That's the be- that's the, that's the kind of jokes that we love. Although, <laughs> you know what is funny? My uh, esteemed colleague at work did mention there is one Shakespearean thing inside um, of Thor Ragnarok. And that's the fact there's a play inside the movie. Uh, there's always plays inside of plays in Shakespeare work. So that's kind of like, a, you know, kind of like a nod. But I don't think the writing itself is Shakespeare. I would have preferred that the film did that as <laughs> yeah. a whole. No, I agree. I was just like, he, he's like, oh, well, that is kind of Shakespearean. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the movie. That's a, yeah, that, <laughs> that's not the main plot. And I actually think that was probably the better part of the movie. I was more interested in the play of the movie that we already saw than the rest of the movie. I was also reading um, a, another article about the directors, like an interview they did with him, and he said that the reason they chose him was because he's always able to put a joke in in a serious moment. That's one of the reasons why they chose him i'm kind of similar like that like i'll make jokes where jokes aren't needed and i gotta yeah, tell you nobody people, likes that no one likes when i do that so i don't know why they're paying someone to do that <laughs> pay me i'll do that you're very good at that thank you be like i love you and then you're like <laughs> makes fart sound <laughs> God damn it. uh pay me <laughs> um let's see any other directors um too bad we weren't on that Black Panther controversy. That was a good one, but we found a director, the director of Creed. So that was a good choice. Mm. You think so? Have you seen Creed? I saw it on a plane. Did you? I saw the last. Okay, I saw the middle thirty minutes of it. 
So you haven't seen the film. As I said, okay, I Okay, we're going to watch Creed so that you get an idea of this director. God it, damn it. But I did see Fruitville Station. Is that the same guy? I don't think so, no. Then never mind, that's irrelevant. <laughs> I think I... Just double check for me, because I thought a white dude did Fruitville Station or some Jewish really? guy. Yeah. Possibly. I could be wrong. Mm. Um... What are some directors we do like? Do you happen to have any? I like the Russo brothers. I think they do a pretty good job. Christopher Nolan. Anyone? Okay, fine. Explain why you love Christopher Nolan so much and all his time distortion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan. Got it. Is amazing. Okay. Because he manages to make his own version of Batman. But also, there are so many references to, like, decades and decades of Batman comics. Sure. Like, all throughout the movie. It's not just, like, here and there, little bits. And he also manages to fit a lot of villains in one movie, and it still works. I love being in the world of the Dark Knight because there's not just one villain. And there's, like, what, two origin stories in one movie for two villains, technically? Which one? Oh, yeah, 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 I guess so, yeah. You're talking about The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And in the third one, there's also three. There's Catwoman. There's... Oh, she's not a villain. They kind of make her a side protagonist. Okay, well, I see what you're saying. origin story-wise, she's in it, Talia is in it, and Bane is in it. Awesome. How the fuck do you get three villains in one movie and the movie still works? And he has other villains, too. A lot of people didn't like that movie, but I do understand what you're saying. But also, Christopher Nolan stole that from Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi wanted Anne Hathaway to be Black Cat. Didn't happen, though. Yeah, but that would have happened. In like but it didn't th- happen. Bastard. But I, I actually don't like Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. I think that was poor casting. Ironic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree that I think he, he manages to nail the aspects of the characters in ways we've seen. Like, he definitely read the source material. And I remember, like, when he I, we were watching the documentary of how it was made, he, like, looked into martial artists that made their own martial art. He's like, Batman wouldn't know Krav Maga or Judo or Taekwondo. He's like, I'm going to make a martial art. Yeah. And he basically has these specific martial artists that combine different techniques. And that's why when you see Batman fight... You don't see anyone else fight like that. It's just how Batman fights. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because no villain can expect Batman's fighting style. That's a common thing in Marvel comics when they go like, oh, you know, Krav Maga, Judo, blah, blah, blah. And someone goes like, oh, yeah, I know all of them. But if someone's fighting Batman, they're like, the fuck was that? (laughs) I also love how his movies move like as a trilogy because in the first one he's millions of miles away in the very beginning of batman begins and the second one it's totally contained within one place and in the third one he ends millions of miles away and comes back it's this weird yeah there's this happens yeah i think there's a lot of arcs i would argue in character arcs and development each movie has its own growth that sometimes continue into other movies like if it ended, it would have been fine if it was just one movie at a time. Yeah. But because it's also a trilogy, they all build off of each other, which is really nice. I would argue, I don't love the third one, but I think it's probably one of the strongest. I would say it's definitely the strongest DC um, one of them, yeah. trilogy. And then I'd argue it's probably top three superhero movie trilogies. I would say it's number one for me. but that's Oh, sure. Yeah. But you're biased. I, I'd say Spider-Man trilogy is the best. 
That's not true. Well, that's number two for me. Actually, I'd say I actually think the Captain America trilogy is the best in my book. Dude, no way. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, what other ones better besides the Dark Knight? Well, the Dark Knight's number one. Okay, then Cap's what's not num- the best? Okay, well, I think Spider-Man. Captain. Okay, what's your number three? What other ones are there? Iron Man. No, Thor. Not- actually. I would maybe say Thor just because what I, the fuck? Just because I really don't like Winter Soldier. I don't know why. I I think Winter Soldier is one. Of, it's probably my top five superhero films. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad for you that that's you can't see the beauty. That's too bad for you. I really didn't like it when I saw it. I almost walked out of the theater. I'm sorry for you. Almost walked out of the theater. I feel pitiful for it's you. A long movie too. It's like it's a good long movie. Hours. It's a good ass long. It's movie. one of those movies where it's like. It's like Thor 2, where it's written like it's a comic book and not like it's a movie. So it doesn't move like a movie. And I got frustrated because it didn't fucking end. I like that. And it went nowhere. It Nobody, did. Nothing happened. Oh, really? As a result. I can name one huge fucking thing. The collapse of S.H.I.E.L.D. It'll be back. No, it's not back. It's been like three years. It's not back. Oh, Besides Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is on NBC, and they're all not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Didn't like Robert Redford. Okay, Kate's you shut up. You, no, okay, that's fine. But you shut the <laughs> hell up about Robert Redford. I didn't like him in the movie. You take that back. He wrote most of his lines. They weren't very good. They were good lines. They were good lines. You're wrong. I'm mad at you now. <laughs> I'm legitimately mad at you. After this podcast, I'm going to give you the cold shoulder. The Dark Knight is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Hands debatable. down. Debatable. It's not debatable. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it's, you mad. It's a toss-up between Spider-Man 2 and The Dark Knight. Fair it's, enough. And Sam Raimi's is also a very similar uh, uh, film where it can be a movie on its own. Yeah, like if you just watched Spider-Man 2, like you don't need to know the origin. And it, it's a well-contained story. It carries tropes, which I don't think people understand this. When Raimi wrote the movies, he wrote them a very specific way. Uh, he used characters that had really close emotional ties because he's also kind of Shakespearean like that. But that's not how all Spider-Man movies have to be written. The two amazing Spider-Mans did the same thing. And then the new Homecoming did the whole the Spider-Man knows the villain in a personal connection. And I was, I thought Homecoming was going away from that. It went down like three notches in my book. Oh, that guy, by the way, that director. The, the hell's his name? Peter something? Peter Nobody? Yeah, Peter Nobody. He Holy directed a clown movie and Cop Car. I think what, that one had Michael Shannon. What clown movie was that? The one I think called, it was called Clown? I think it was called Killer Clown. I'll look it up. Where do they get these directors? Well, that's what's Just interesting. Ask Sam Raimi to come back. No, nah, although J.K. Simmons has said he wants to come back as J. Jonah Jameson. I'm fine with that. That's amazing. As long as the movie's good. I think I have a feeling that that's because, I guess, uh, Justice League sucked. He's like, I don't want to be Commissioner Gordon because I've been in it for 10 seconds. <laughs> you're probably barely in it. I know, but it's that kind of thing where he's like, kill me off. Kill me off, please. <laughs> they just killed Gordon off. Uh, that'd be great. Or his director. Any other directors that you think are kind of you know impressive or anything that you're kind of worried about? John Watts. What I say? Said John Nobody. He said Peter Nobody. He looks like a Peter. Who's John Watts? Who the fuck is that? Uh, American film writer. He did Cop Car. Oh, it's with Kevin Bacon and oh, just Clown. But the clown is a killer clown. Oh, that movie was dumb. You know, you know the premise of the movie. I have a theory that it has to do something with a clown. This guy finds a clown suit. <laughs> okay. His son is having a birthday party. And he's like, the clown didn't show up. So he 
he goes into his neighbor's basement and finds a clown suit. That's illegal. Puts on the clown suit, and the clown suit starts to, like, fuse with him, and he starts to, like, kill children. It's oh. a weird scene in, like, a ball pit where he's, like, eating kids in, like, a like McDonald's playpen type of place. Good to know. So just watch it instead. Yeah, and there's a scene where he, like, tries to pull the clown nose off. That doesn't go too well. Pulls off his nose. Yeah, you try to, like, cut it off. Why did I watch that movie? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you I watch hate horror movies, man. I only show. watch them to, like, catch up on movies, but I really don't They're like They're predictable. That's the thing is, like... They're not fun. I just, like, I love when you're like, oh, the good guy got away. You know what would be predictable? If, like, the good guy did get away. Well, that's like, why, uh, what's it called? Cabin in the Woods was good. Yeah. Joss Whedon, right? I don't think so. I think it was. Maybe he wrote it, but... I think he was... I'm not entirely positive, but we can talk about that. But I, I just really don't enjoy horror movies. I don't like being scared or or watching people be tortured or anything. That's not something I like to pay for or spend my time watching. Oh, speaking of directors, I just thought about something. Uh, Brett Ratner has been looped into the whole sexual misconduct. I guess he tried to pull a move on Ellen Page, who... One is like a pretty distinguished actor. He didn't pull a move on her. He made like sexual comments about her gender, um, not gender identity, her um, sexual orientation, which he found offensive. Oh, I mean, that's bad. I think he also like did abuse other women. Yeah, because the other actor, the actress of Rogue, I can't think of her name right now. It's like Anna Patella or something like that. Anna Paquin? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Batella. Nutella. Uh, she was like, yeah, by the way, this is blah, blah, blah. And I guess Brad Ratner and Gal Gadot were going to work together. And Gal Gadot's like, fuck that. Well, he's the producer of one of the producers on Wonder Woman. And oh. she said, or not Wonder Woman, um, Justice League. And she said that if he's involved at all in any of the future movies that she's in, she's going to quit. Oh, the screenplay was by Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah it was directed by Drew Goddard. Goddard, the robot from um, the robot dog. Yeah, the robot dog from Jimmy Neutron. Any other any other news? We just thought this would be interesting. Uh, the guy who's the producer of all of the CWDC shows also is accused of sexual abuse. Nice, harassment, good whatnot. stuff. <laughs> you guys <are> fucked. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of you know what I kind of like. Everyone, I like they're all just all on their fucking toes. That's right what now. I'm saying. It's so great. Everyone in Hollywood's like fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, I swore she was 18. Uh, name was Tabitha. Uh, don't know her. I just think like I think it's great that no one knows what they're gonna get caught on for next. Right. I think that's amazing. Usually, so far, it's been ones that have multiple incidences. Yeah, if you can corroborate like, it. And it's. I don't know. It's odd because when you're sort of in the moment as a female or a male, you don't really know what to do like at that time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if someone makes a sexual comment, you're just like, uh, I'm just trying to get back to work. Okay. And yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, a shame because, well, I guess none of the people we've mentioned are sp- particularly talented. Thank I God. guess, uh, what's his name? Kevin Spacey was pretty talented, I'd argue. But... That's bad. Dude, that's a real bummer. And he was in a superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Superman. We should probably do that Superman one. Returns. That'd be Superman Returns. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Dude, uh, and it also had another... Dude oh, my God. That's right. Brian Singer. Singer. Oh, and my God. And they're both gay. Yeah, I don't know. Seems that's... a little odd. Yeah, but where's the Brian Singer one not cooperated? Like, it was only one guy. 
No, it was multiple people. He Shit. paid them all off. Uh, fantastic. That like Fox was like, oh, we got an X Men movie coming out. Shut this shit down right now. Yeah, because they were pro- they were already in production for Apocalypse, but they just came out with um, the last one, the one before that, Days of Future Past. Yes. So like they were on tour, and he just like left the tour. He's like, yep, can't mm-hmm. can't talk about it. So that sucked. Man, a lot of directors making bad shit. He's pretty talented, I'd argue, but um, yeah, he's up and down. He's up and he's been down. You know, Superman Returns has like almost an eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is messed up, dude. That movie is so bad. If you read the reviews, I'm like, did we watch the same fucking movie? I think they watched the original Superman. The original Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah, no, like the original Superman, like with what's his name? Yeah, Superman Returns. Oh, is there another Superman Returns? Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Is that the name of Superman? Superman Returns is the second one. Uh, And then there's the third one with Richard Pryor. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. That's when he turns into a clone and fights himself, right? (laughs) How how did that happen? So, yeah, they they basically just remade Superman Returns. That's why it's called that for some fucking reason. And that Superman Returns, I think, had Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah. And it, they replaced Gene Hackman with Kevin Spacey, essentially. Good to know. What else? Oh, good God. I mean, uh, Kev, that Kevin Spacey. It makes you appreciate de- directors like James Gunn or Christian Edgar Nolan. Wright. You know, that's what I'm confused about. Why do you give Watiki Taktako to... Man. Yeah, Edgar Wright got fired? His right. movies are perfect. Right? His comedic timing and uh, understanding of you know dramatic presence are amazing. Why don't you keep a director like him? He's too good. I think they're <sighs> trying to put him in a box. So I think you know great directors are Sam Raimi. I'd say Joss Whedon's really well, good. Edgar Wright did direct a comic book movie. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's an amazing That's movie. That's probably the best comic book. Oh, man, we should do that one. Dude. We should do that one when we're on a low season, because right now we got movie, movie, movie. We do. Back to back. Back to back to back to back. But after that, we'll we'll get some Scott Pilgrim in there, mixing some Scott Pilgrim love. And we're going to do an end of year episode. On um, best movies. Our top five or best, best and worst of 2017. Not Thor Ragnarok. Not Homecoming. Probably not Justice League. <laughs> uh, not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what is the director of Thor? I'm going to look this up. Siri. Thor 2? What is the director of Thor 3? I just can't pronounce his name right. Tayaka Watiti. Tayaka David Watiti. Why is his middle name normal? Yeah, it's just Dave. Go by David Watiti. Not that you can't go by your, your name, but I, it's director just unexpected. Of Thor Not director of authority. And Alan Taylor. What did The West Wing, Six Feet Under, and Sex in the City. Where do they find these directors? Dude, I legitimately feel like they were on Craigslist. Like I feel like you and I could direct. <laughs> they just went on IMDb and <laughs> West Wing. I feel like you and cool. I. Um, Patty Jenkins is a pretty good director, I'd argue. She did a really good job. I want uh, that other female director to do a... Uh, comic book movie. Which James one? James Cameron's ex-wife. Oh, man, why do I always forget her name? She won an Oscar. I know. Catherine Bigelow. Thank you, Catherine Bigelow. I think she would do a great, uh, like Wonder Woman. She did too. the Hurt Locker, right? Yeah. 
You know what she should do? Uh, they just announced the Black uh, Widow movie. That'd be cool. She should do that. That she, she should totally she do did, that. She uh, did Zero Dark Thirty. That was also really good. She's obviously good with this covert operation shit. And women. Yeah. With uh, Jessica Chastain in it. Yeah. I think she's remaking Point Break. No, she's not. Point Break was already remade. By who? Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Give I me think a she did Point Break. That's what I'm thinking. Who remade Point Break? Ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. She directed Point Break. No, it's Erickson Core. Yeah, but she directed the the original. The original? Yeah. You're kidding me. That was her. Oh shit! It was. God, she's amazing. I had That's no what, idea. I want she's her. She's fucking amazing. Why don't they get her as a Marvel director or a DC director? Man, I miss Patrick Swayze. He was my neighbor back in the day. He's accused of stuff too. What? Well, you can't really do anything. He's dead now. I think. Yeah. I mean. He's, the guy's he's dead. Up, man. He can't even defend himself. Yeah, he's d- dead. And who's doing do you, that? By the way, this guy who's dead did this. What do you get out of it? You're not going to get money or anything or him going to jail. He's dead. I guess you can get maybe money from his estate. Maybe. Possibly. Well, there's uh, there's this other British, like, um, British host. He used to host this children's show. Uh-huh. And... He abused like hundreds of kids on this children's show. That's awful. And he died. And so people are getting like reparations from the estate. His estate. That makes sense. That's totally 100% fair. And now in that case, you should probably just handle that with the state. And, and well, they probably had to go public to get any attention. Yeah, I don't know. Any other directors we want to talk about? Or is that a brap? What, what other movies are there, man? Uh, Black Panther? No. Ryan Coogler's okay. I didn't like Creed that much. I loved that. Also has a um, the chick from Thor in it. Which one? Valkyrie. Oh, she's in that movie. Cool. It's weird. Everybody's in a comic book movie now. Well, that's There's what they're so talking many about. Connections. Even like Lord of the Rings characters are coming. All you know, everyone's in a Marvel movie now. But that's awesome because when they work with another director that you might like, like Chris. Uh, Pratt worked in Zero Dark Thirty. Maybe he'll mention Catherine Bigelow for you know, kind of a comprise on. And the actors do have a little bit of a say. Like RDJ is basically the Actors Guild. Like I know he was a dick to Terrence Howard back in the day, but like since then he's making sure that Chris Evans and everyone else is getting higher wages because Marvel. All all of a sudden, when Terrence Howard wanted it, he's like, no. Well, RDJ wasn't as big he just got off you know a really bad streak fucked up though man and he Best got him blacklisted him, you yeah. don't see terrence howard and shit anymore except for that show he's on empire and that wasn't for like years before yeah the whole iron man thing happened i would hire terrence howard for a movie if i made a movie he's I a good like, actor i love terrence howard he was nominated for an oscar for hustle and flow was he that's interesting no i just did dude Man, I got a podcast. <laughs> I'm busy. A, a, mov- a podcast about movies. Comic book movies and written movies specifically. A, I think that's a sleeper. Todd McFarlane is directing the new one. That's a really bad idea. That's an awful he, idea. He loves himself, man. He, he directed one music video, so we'll see how that goes. He is really I think it was for Corn. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> was it even good? I don't remember. I don't know. 
All right, I think that's a brap. That is a brap. This is our holiday episode. Maybe we'll put Christmas music because there's Christmas music playing in our ears. Is this a holiday episode? Like, is it? Man, everyone's saying it's Christmas. It's like (laughs) at 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 all the malls. It's like it's Christmas time. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving song. That's right. That's appropriation, or that's that's technically a comic. All right, I don't. I'm not doing Charlie Brown. You can watch the Charlie Brown Peanuts movie. I'm not doing Technically that. I'm not comic. doing. I'm not doing that. Unless someone pays me to do it, I am not doing that. <laughs> All right, you'll know I've ran out of things to talk about when I do that. All right, remember to subscribe. Uh, email us if you guys got questions or if we got shit wrong. I feel like we all got shit wrong in this episode. Or mention any directors that we forgot, like Mr. Nobody, Peter Nobody, Nobody Nobody. Uh, follow us on Twitter, source underscore two underscore screen. Um, We're trying to buy out the other Instagram that's S2S, but until they... Fuck you guys. Yeah, they have eight followers, so please buy. <laughs> let us buy you. Follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram? Source to screen. Yeah, source cool. to screen, one word. Uh, we posted some videos that Mr. Probesonator edited. Yeah, Blueberry Probe. interviews. We have a YouTube page. Yeah, that is source to screen. That's the same. Source to screen, yeah, you can find it. It's also on Google. All our episodes are on Google. Oh, we've kind of expanded our list. You can now listen to us on Google Play. Uh, uh, almost, Stitcher. Almost Tune anywhere. In. Even public radio. Maybe Spotify. Eventually we'll do waiting. Spotify. Fuck you. I mean, good job, Spotify. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, please message us if you have any questions or we got anything wrong. I think on one of the interviews I got something wrong, but I'm not going to correct myself until someone corrects me. Because you feel guilty. You don't want that girl to seem like she's wrong. Yes. <laughs> Man, but you're, in you're wh- a sucker. Whatever. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. See you in Suicide Squad. See you in... Oh, man, we got to do that. Later, <laughs> Bye.